She walked it so fast. She walked it so fast. She walked it so fast. Yo, yo, welcome to Crypto 101. This is Matthew Aaron. And we always hear that you need to diversify your crypto portfolio. But what does that mean? Somebody comes and tells you, I have 60% Bitcoin, 20% Ethereum, and 20% altcoins. And that's what you should have. Is that what's best for you? Is what's good for the goose really what's good for the gander? On this episode, we're going to talk about diversification and how to diversify your portfolio. But before that, please, if you have a moment, go to iTunes and rate us. Leave us a comment. These comments and ratings are really helping get us exposed to more people. And we appreciate it. So you always hear about it, diversifying. You need to have more coins, more different coins. But what does different mean? And what kind of different coins can you have? Some people just say, put all your money in the top three. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. And some people say, Bitcoin is the future. I put everything in Bitcoin. But is that really the best thing? And how do you know what's best for you? And even if you decide to diversify, even if you decide to invest in different coins, what is a good way or a good strategy? The easiest answer and the hardest answer to accept, it's up to you. It isn't up to anybody. It's just up to you to diversify. But before we go into that, what is diversifying? So Investopedia says, investing in different asset classes and insecurities of many issuers in an attempt to reduce overall investment risk and avoid damaging a portfolio's performance by the poor performance of a single security industry or country. Yeah. So industry, security, country. Let's look at that last line one more time. To avoid damaging a portfolio's performance by the poor performance of a single security industry or country. So what does that mean in cryptocurrency? We'll get get to that in one second. But what is striking the perfect balance? Everybody talks about the perfect balance. If you go and Google, you know, diversifying your crypto portfolio, if you go and Google and read all these blogs, everybody says you have to strike the perfect balance. But you have to know first, before you say, what is the perfect balance, you have to understand what do you want? So let's first ask these couple questions. First question, what kind of risk are you comfortable with? Low risk, medium risk, high risk. And if you could say, I am more comfortable with medium risk because I want medium returns or high returns, because remember, if you have something that's low risk, more than likely, you're not going to have extremely high, high returns. But in cryptocurrency, that could be different. And I'll go into that in a minute. And sometimes you have something very high risk, yet very low returns. But so what does that mean in cryptocurrency? But first, you have to understand what you want. I am a low risk guy. I put my $500 in there. And I want to make sure that my $500 is as safe as possible. And I can get as most money out of it as I, I possibly can. And that's what I want. 
And some people says, I don't care about that 500 bucks. I'll put it in there. I want that $500 to turn to 5,000 to 500,000. That's what I want. I don't care about losing it. I want it to be, I want to get Lambos. That's what I want. And you can also strike a balance between those two. And the balance between those two can be, I can want 60% low risk and I can want 40% high risk. And you can manage your portfolio that way. So first, let's identify the risk. Then let's identify the return. Okay? So let's take Bitcoin for example. There aren't really ratings on securities on these kinds of holdings, crypto holdings, yet. You can't say they're all kind of high risk. If you're looking, and let's, let's just be honest, it's relative. If you're looking at the stock market, and you have somebody you know uh, that's on Wall Street saying, "Oh, is Bitcoin a low, medium, or high risk?" He's going to say it's high as hell. You know, if you're comparing it to like some of the stocks out there, or some of the bonds, everything in cryptocurrency is already innately higher risk. But let's use the risk in relation to the crypto world. What coins are less risky than others? So, looking at Bitcoin, is Bitcoin a low, medium, or high risk. What I would ask you to do is assess that for yourself. First, I would look at the history, the history of the coin and where it's going with value. Is it $1,000 yesterday and 2000 today and then probably going to be 600 tomorrow? Or is it $1,000 yesterday, 1010 today, maybe 1020 tomorrow? And if you go a week back, it's 900 and the uh, you know three months ago, it's eight something. So you can see that it's very steadily rising in a very controlled manner. Or is it just bouncing over the place? Is it actually used? Does it actually have a use, a use case? So for example, Bitcoin definitely has a use case. It definitely is something that has value already. Do you understand the policies and the purpose? Do you understand the politics behind the crypto? Because Bitcoin, for example, the Segwit2x, as you heard me talk about already three times on different episodes, there's a lot of things going on. And the community, how is the community active in development, in support? So you want to take all of these things, put them together, and give yourself a risk score. I personally give Bitcoin a medium risk score. Now, of course, if you look at the history, you can say, Whoever had Bitcoin in 2009 or 2010 or 2011 and was holding them now, they're, you know, driving Lambos. But for me, that does not not make it risky because we see it grow. What for me is making it risky is the politics and the community behind it. So my verdict on Bitcoin is a medium risk. Now, what about the potential gains? What about the return you can get from Bitcoin? For me, I'm, I'm thinking that Bitcoin is also a medium return. Now, I assess that by looking at these couple factors. The first factor is market cap to available supply. The market cap of Bitcoin today is $90 billion. So if you want to make double your money, it has to go to $180 billion to double your money. Opposed to, say, Vertcoin, 
And if you, Vertcoin's sitting at $50 million market cap. If you want to double your money, money, it goes to $100 million. That's a lot easier to double your money from going to 50 to 100 million than going from 90 to 180 billion. Also look at available supply because you also want to know how much of these coins are there in the market. For example, Bitcoin has a total of 21 million Bitcoins out there. Right now, there's about 17 million Bitcoin. So you can see that the market cap to Bitcoin ratio is good. There's only going to be another 4 million or so coming out, give or take, opposed to something like Ripple that has 38 billion in the market right now and 60 plus billion waiting to come out. So, for example, what I call Ripple a good investment. And you can't look at the price of the coin. So if you're looking at Ripple and saying, well, it's only 25 cents. I can buy, you know, 400 Ripple for 100 bucks opposed to a point something of a Bitcoin for 100 bucks. Well, that makes that that's not even doesn't even make sense. Because the return from Ripple is going to be different. Ripple's Ripple's market cap right now is about $10 billion. So if you want to take that $0.25 cents and turn it to $0.50, cents, you have to have another $10 billion come into the marketplace. Ripple, I will say, is probably a very low risk. It's a very low risk investment. Okay, not very low. Let's just call it low. There's nothing very low in cryptocurrency, but it's a low risk investment. It doesn't fluctuate that much relatively. Litecoin is a low risk because if we take our factors before, is it have use cases? How is the community? Charlie Lee's out there promoting it all the time. Great branding, great marketing, great word of mouth. It is, and you know what? If Bitcoin falls off the, off the map, I could see Litecoin just stepping in and doing Bitcoin's job. So I say it's a low risk. And if you look at the history of Litecoin through dips and bear markets, it has pretty much held its own this past year. And it doesn't fluctuate too much relative to what's happening into the market. So I would call it low risk. But I would also call it a very high return potential. Because Litecoin, with all of the good that's going for it, and it being a clone virtually of Bitcoin, and it's also pioneering atomic swaps with Vertcoin and Bitcoin and, and uh, other coins that the potential for it to go from 3 billion to say 30 billion is way greater than some of these other coins are going to have to get that kind of growth. So I suspect in my portfolio, I hold Litecoin and I, because I, I know it's a low risk. It's something that I never check the price. I don't care. I'm going to hold Litecoin and I am going to sit because it's low risk and I'm going to hold it for a long time because of the high potential of return. I could see Litecoin at 600 bucks a piece and I could see it even more. I could see it at a couple thousand a piece. So I am always holding Litecoin because of that potential. Okay, so that is my one criteria, my first criteria of picking a coin to assign myself risk and return potentials. And you just do that by knowing the market, researching your coins. You can ask people, some people have arbitrary, their own arbitrary numbers that they put to it. 
You can do whatever you want. You can say low, medium, high. You can rate it one to 10, but figure that out and figure out what you're comfortable with. The next one is, do you want to diversify with coins in risk? And how much detail do you want to put into that? What do I mean by that? How do you feel comfortable? For me, my portfolio, I go for straight up medium or high risk with medium or high return. That's what I'm comfortable with and that's why I'm in the game. This is what I do. I go for coins that are low market cap with the high potential to moon it any day. But if you want to get more detailed... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Look at the industry. So, for example, what if we're holding Bitcoin, Litecoin, Virium, Viracoin, and Vertcoin? Are you diversified? In one aspect, yes. You know, we have uh, Bitcoin, which I, I personally think is a medium risk and uh, medium potential. Um, and the medium potential only because everybody says it's going to go to 100000 a coin, which I don't believe. But that's a whole other story. Um, Litecoin, you already heard what I said about it. You know how I feel about um, Virium, and you know how I feel about Vertcoin. But they are all currency coins. And which one is going to win? Not every currency coin is going to be the currency of the future. Not every currency coin is going to be the one that you can use in every shop. Of course, we can talk about atomic swaps, and you can walk in the revert coin into a Bitcoin shop and pay you with Vertcoin a via coin and pay with Litecoin, right? Because of the atomic swaps. But in reality, not all of these coins are going to be there in the future, right? But which one is it going to be? So are you really diversified? I would say no. But some people would say yes. Okay, so new scenario. So what if I have Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, Tezos, Neo, and Lisk, in my portfolio? Am I diversified? I would say again, no. Why? Now, of course, there's different risks involved there. I, I would put NEO as a medium risk, high, high return potential, and I put Ethereum as a medium return potential and a medium risk. I'm sorry, a low risk, actually. 
but are you really diversified? Because Neo and Ethereum are all base protocols to developers' tools. They are the foundation where people are going to build on top of their apps or their dApps or their, their blockchain businesses. So which one's going to win? I mean, somebody could argue and say, well, Neo's going to be in China and Ethereum's going to be global. Is that true? How can you be for sure that that's true? And yes, it's good to have maybe, you know, 10% Neo and 10% Ethereum. But I wouldn't say ha- having 50% of my portfolio in, in Ethereum and 50% in Neo is good because you're just going to fight each other. And they could both win or Ethereum could be king or Neo could be king and Ethereum could be, you know, downsized to a garage, a garage project. Who knows? Who knows in the future? So another thing that you would want to do is really take and understand your coin and what their use cases are in what industries and diversify that way. Okay, so let's take a different example. Let's just say I have a Bitcoin, a Ripple, a Sia coin, a Civic, a Trig, a Bloom, and an OAX. So what did I just do there? I took different coins from different industries with different use cases and I put them into my portfolio. Now maybe you would want to have two. Actually, let me go into that in a minute. For example, Bitcoin, currency, hold currency, the king, the top dog, we know what it's for. Ripple, connecting banks. We know that's what's happening. This is what they're doing. Pretty safe bet. I think low risk. You have the banking industry. Smart contracts. You know what? You're looking at it all. You're looking at the potential of China. You only can afford one. You pick NEO. You put smart contracts in your portfolio. You're talking about identity. For example, Civic. They're talking about you know encoding your personal data into the blockchain. And you think Civic is the person that's going to do it. And that's, that's final. So you invested in that. You have OAX. Open Annex is going to do decentralized exchanges. And you say, you know what? There's a couple that's out there. There's there's BNB, there's BTS, there's OAX. OAX is coming out later in the game. They're probably going to have a better product. I'm going to go with them. And then you have Bloom. You heard you heard my Bloom um, podcast a little bit ago, a couple episodes ago with Jesse Gruber, And they are doing credit scores on the blockchain. So now what you did is you just expanded your whole portfolio across different industries. Now, do you want to be safer? Do you want to incorporate more? Me personally, I take different, two different at least currencies from the same industry. For example, spend currencies. I have a lot of those actually because it's the only one with use cases (laughs) as of right now that you you can be confident in. I'm going to buy things with Bitcoin or Litecoin or Vertcoin. However, if I'm talking about something like like uh, payment systems, I have Ripple and Stellar, you know? And if I'm talking about like a privacy coin, you know, actually, you know what? I don't get into privacy coins at all. If we're talking about smart contract coins, I have Ethereum, Neo, and Lisk. But I, what I'm doing is I'm taking it from different industries. Now, I'm not saying that what you sh- that's what you should do, but that's kind of what I do. So when you're trying to diversify your portfolio, don't look at it as like, you know, somebody says you need to have 60% Bitcoin because that might not be what's best for you in your investment or your goals. So like I said, let's, let's recap. 
what are your goals? First, you have to think about what you're comfortable with with risk, what you're comfortable with and what you want out of return. Then you want to say, what coins are going to get me there? Look at the coin. Look at the different aspects of it. It's use cases. It's community. It's industry. It's marketing. It's politics. It's investment. It's, it's people into it. And then give itself some, some numbers, either 1 to 10, low, medium, high, whatever, for risk and return. And then divide that to how, what, you feel, what you feel comfortable and how you want to divide your currency. Like, for example, for me, I only own Bitcoin right now because it is profit from my investments in other coins. So I sold them and I naturally got Bitcoin. I don't buy Bitcoin and hold it in my portfolio because I don't really want to have Bitcoin. It's not what it's not my my game. My game is holding Vertcoin and Varium and Neo and Gas and Civic and Trig and all these other ones that I think are going to disrupt industries in the future and go and go sky or moon or Mars. And if they don't go sky, moon and Mars, then they're going to fall into the ocean and I lost my money. I'm okay with that. That's that's why I'm in the game. Opposed to somebody else, again, that might not want their coin to fall in the ocean. Bitcoin is not going to fall in the ocean. So if you want to have 60% Bitcoin, that's the kind of investor you are. So I guess the moral of the story of this podcast is how to diversify. And the diversifying is up to you. Understand what you're doing. Understand who you are as an investor and understand what you want in return from your investments. And then take those actions accordingly. If you have $5,000 and you say, I'm going to put, I don't want to lose my whole $5,000, but I don't mind risking it, but I want to keep half of it safer, put it in Litecoin. Then put the other half into altcoins and, you know, maybe move them around different industries or just put all the money in one coin. It's up to you. It really is up to you. But what is diversification again? It's to protect your money from risk of the fluctuations of the market so you don't lose all your shit, <laughs> right? So when the market goes tits up, you're not going from 5000 to $2,000, and then you're, you're bleeding heavy. The market goes tits up, and your Bitcoin goes from 5000 to 4000 Your F goes from 300 to 280 and instead of in, in, in blah, 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 and instead of having 5000 go to $2,000, you have 5000 go to 3800 which is different. It's more. Should you diversify if you have a little bit of money? Define a little bit, first of all. If it's 100 bucks, sure. Some people say, if it's just like 100 bucks, don't worry about it. Just, you know, invest whatever you want. No. Think of investing as a pay-to-play, as, a, as investing into an education. Kind of like when I was talking to Yelb, in the other podcast, he said, lose money. It's part of the education. It's how you learn. So if you're not going to play the game with a hundred bucks, the same way you're going to play the game with a thousand dollars or $10,000, then why are you playing the game? If you're just putting it in there to invest, then fine. Put it a hundred bucks in there. The same way you put a thousand bucks in there. The same thing way you put $10,000. I'll put it in Bitcoin. I'll forget about it for, you know, five years and we'll see where it is. 
But don't don't be nonchalant because it's not a lot of money. Because I'll tell you, a half of the education you're going to receive is playing with your currencies, playing with these investments, playing with the systems, reading the news and Reddit and Twitter and Facebook and um, YouTube and all these different platforms and get into the Slack groups and get into the Discord groups and get involved because if you only say it's 100 bucks, so I'm not going to diversify, put 20 bucks into something else and get into their Slack group and listen to them talk and listen, talk to the developers and see if that 20 bucks goes to 40 bucks. Improve your theories. So the moral of the story is diversifying is a personal thing. So please don't believe when people say you have to diversify and the best, you know, when people put on Reddit or put on, you know, somewhere, diversifying your, pro, rate my portfolio. And they say, well, you need a little more Ripple and a little less Tezos. Why? Why? What they should do is this is the kind of investor I am. This is the kind of risk risk to reward balance I want. And this is why I picked these because it fits into this, into my idea of investing. So if you guys can do that, and if you guys can analyze your, your trading and your investing the way that I just said, then you're going to have a perfectly diversified portfolio and you're going to achieve that perfect balance that we just said because a perfect balance is up to the individual. And today's music is the same song twice, two different versions. One is by the original artist, Sylvan Esso. The song is called Hey Mommy. The second one is by Deep Throat Choir. The drop is just where it's at. Amazing stuff. I love this song. Anyway, thank you very much. Crypto 101. You can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, SoundCloud, Crypto 101. Twitter, Crypto underscore underscore 101. Instagram, crypto underscore 101. And send me an email, like always, at crypto.101 at outlook.com. Again, this shots out. Anybody wants to join Crypto 101, send me an email. Let's hop on a Skype call and see what we can do. Thank you very much, and we'll see you for the next episode. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.